0: Hello and welcome to Lawrence Forking, Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake.
1: And I'm Kristen, and today we're interviewing Brian Zessiger and Gina Montalbano from DM Twisted Vines Winery and Vineyard. Today we're talking with owners Brian Zesiger and Gina Montalbano from ZNM Twisted Vines Winery and Vineyard. Brian and Gina, welcome to the show. Hi there. Hello.
0: So, uh, you know, we 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 love what you guys are doing at ZNM Twisted Vines. I mean, I think um, you know, we've seen you forever. You know, you've been a staple at the Lawrence Farmers Market, so it's always great to see your wines there, but I think the thing that you know, if people haven't gotten a chance to get up there is your, your winery or your vineyard up in, uh, up in North Lawrence, you have this huge space. That's got all the, all this great, you know, got a little pond there. You got your little, uh, tasting room, um, just so much going on there and so much potential for that area as as you've been growing out your vineyard. And, um, yeah, just really like, I think the events you host there, basically every weekend, you got something going on um yeah i just it, it's just a it's just a really cool space that you guys have and and kind of really excited to kind of hear more how how it came to be and um yeah just just excited to hear you guys' story
2: uh, i'm good with uh we're done with the interview um it's a great plug uh it's a wrap uh thank you very much uh, you can come back out for some wine uh anytime you want uh, all right well yeah thanks for talking <laughs> yeah. so um the story begins uh, five years ago when Gina and I met. We sometimes tell the real story, but it is a twisted story. <laughs> we uh, we met on uh, Tinder, and uh, you know, so
3: we were we- a little bit older, and so we were like, we need something that we can both have a good passion for and interest in, and so winemaking became that. And
2: uh, so we. You know, we had interest in wine. I.e., Gina's uh, is a daughter of immigrants from Sicily. Uh, wine runs in their blood. And then I had watched YouTube a lot to uh, make wine.
3: <laughs> but he had drank wine. You know, military, having pretty much traveled the world and tasted things from, you know, everywhere. Um, you know, Brian had a pretty good palate for you know tastes and different varieties of, uh, you know, flavors that come from different parts of the world. And so we really just started to have fun with, you know, each other and making wine. And
2: well, so we, yeah, we, well, we, we, uh, we joined a group, Kansas City Cellar Masters, professional, amateur, um,
3: retired, right. And we people passionate about wine. So we
2: started making wine uh, and giving it to our friends. then our friends started asking for it and then we started selling it don't tell the u.s government and
3: uh it's an expensive hobby so you know uh if you're gonna get real about it we were like
2: and it got it got real pretty quick and um you know i was in africa and i said you know i've got an mba and gina's got a phd in education i was like we're smart we can understand this let's just make form a business and
3: let's really do this yeah let's
2: let's you know we're gonna do this and And, wow you know we were we are both uh personalities of jumping right into it Mm -hmm. but um we jumped off the cliff we just didn't realize it was the grand canyon we were jumping off but it's
3: been it's been a fun oh yeah outlet for us to both kind of express ourselves Mm -hmm. tell our story of who we are and and really the opportunity to meet customers in our community uh, and share our, it's like a relationship, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're sitting right here in our winery Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking over at about, I don't know, about 20 different bottles of wine Mm -hmm. and I see all the labels and that's one of the questions everybody asks is, who makes the wine? Who does your labeling? Who is the creativeness of this and you know absolutely together. Yeah. yeah. Uh I do it with my best friend and and I jokingly a lot of times and Gina will cringe. I said, "Look, we go over to a little house, we smoke some crack and we dream this stuff up." Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we talk about everything in our little road trips to the gym, to the farmers market, to Kansas City, We're always talking and always thinking about, okay, how about this? How about that? And I can look at all these bottles of wine from...
3: I mean, each one is a great like memory, good conversation. It's a
2: story from the development of the wine to the development of the label, from the first time we did it in a six-gallon carboy to the 350 glass carboys that we did in Leavenworth to the several hundred gallons downstairs to the oak barrels, to the progression of...
3: I mean, we're constantly learning and evolving and, you know, we try new things. We're adventurous, maybe. I don't know if that's... uh, Uh, Yeah. Or twisted is the right word. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Brian and I, it's fun and engaging and we want it to be that for a customer. We don't try to be something we're not, not...
2: We're not pretentious. We want... Everybody should enjoy something that we create. That's why there is, like, I mean, I think we put 35, but I know we have Maybe at more. least 35 <laughs> wines, federally approved. We got wine slushies. We got the hardly, cider, uh, hardly twisted cider coming out. We just recently put our uh, uh, blacked-out cherry coffee wine on tap, so we're pushing it with CO2 um
3: you know nothing's really off limits uh you know and it's funny because customers are like well what's your favorite and it depends on the day like (laughs) there's a connection to every single one of our wines but
2: well just just two days ago we had um a friend of ours pat come in and he loves cherries like
3: that's his, uh, yeah. you know. He's typically drank the same couple of wines because he's, you know, kind of a guy who plays it a little safe, maybe. And he's like, oh, these are the ones that I like. And so he always sticks mm-hmm. to so those.
2: Gina says,
3: I said, hold on, I have something new. Do you want to try it? And he's like, ah, all right. And
2: so he's drinking our bottle of uh, Dust Off 911. It's a, a varietal a fraught knack. And um, it has the essence in the body of a deep red cherry. There is no cherry in it. And I had to try a glass because-
3: When he was talking about it, I was like, hold on, I don't <laughs> remember cherry, but like, we, fair hadn't, enough. we hadn't had it in like months. yeah.
2: And uh, it's probably, it's been in the bottle a year and a half. Um, no. So uh, there's some other parts of the story. Uh, Gina retired as a school principal out of Park Hill School District. I retired from Fort Leavenworth after Gina had 24 years.
3: Close to, yeah, so.
2: I had 26 years with the Army. I was a Apache pilot uh, extraordinaire. Um, and then uh, we bought our first building, commercial building at 620 Cherokee, downtown Leavenworth. Uh, we still own that, operate that. That's where we started. but And we had had 25 acres out in Tonganoxie But we needed something that we could expand and grow the grapes and have people, and we bought the vineyard on I-70. Well,
3: it is now a vineyard. It was just land. it
2: It was an old farmhouse that was built in 1860. The old barn, if you ever come out here, there is a barn that was built in 1860 that I've I try to rehab a it's, uh,
3: it's gorgeous to do some, you know, the, the barn weddings, the barn events. You can
2: see some of the pictures of that. Um, so we had to re- rehab all that. Our first year we planted like 400 vines. We had uh, an aerial sprayer come by and uh, kill those. Um, <sighs> now we have about nine acres planted, um, about five acres or two years old. So next year, we'll start to harvest. We have fruit on all of it. We have about 150 fruit trees planted. Um, you've, we have a tasting room out here that is uh, that we, I, I think it was our COVID project. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then we built the pavilion. We've got a floating dock. We've got a, you know, soon to put the sailboat out in the lake.
3: Yeah, so, so just you know, letting people know that this is a the place they can come ha- hang out with us, enjoy, spend the day. There's no hurries. There's no, you know, at, at least that's what we, we want people to feel like family when they're here and enjoy our space just as much as we do. And the wines, because the wines are, are made why to be are drunk. Here. Made to be drunk. That's Brian's backline. Right. Yeah.
2: And Gina, you know. As an educator, you're like, oh my gosh, no, that's the absolute wrong so
3: The first time he said it, I was like, no, babe, you mean made to be drank. And he's like, no, I, I mean, I'm going to make some wine, and I want you to drink it, and you're going to enjoy it so much that you might be drunk at the end, I don't
2: know. <laughs> no, it's made to be drunk. It, I, I've been fancy places, and I think our wine is just fun. Yeah. I, Mm-hmm. I don't want to stick to a, a specific genre, a specific, mm-hmm. you know, all we do is produce red dry or white dry or or, sweets, or fruit sweet or it's whatever we can create. And,
3: and I think that appeals to all age groups mm-hmm. and also all palates. So, you know, some people... Like a fruit. Some people like their wine not to taste like wine. We have that. Some people like traditional reds and whites, and we have that too. Um, some people love coffee, and they're like, I'm not a huge wine drinker. Well, we both loved coffee, and we both loved wine. <laughs> so we said, let's let's put it together, coffee and wine at the same time.
2: Maybe you like a little uh, spice in your life. Uh, yes. The Hellfire, which is a jalapeno red, the Gladiator, which I'm currently sold out of, and yes, it will come back.
3: It's a tomato jalapeno, so it's yep. our version no. of like a Bloody Mary wine.
2: So inspired by being at the coliseum, What, I,
3: what happened at the coliseum?
2: The bloody, bloody bath. Right, so, we and, were like, so oh, okay. and the we'll Italian make... Roma tomato, so we're like, it's perfect. a fruit. <laughs> I know Italians fermented everything, so at <laughs> some point in time, they fermented tomatoes we just add in our Texas uh, jalapenos.
3: Well, they're Kansas
2: jalapenos. Oh, Kansas Brian
3: jalapenos. is a, boor- well, you weren't born in Texas. But. I was raised
2: in Texas, <laughs> but raised in yeah. Texas. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so jalapenos. And then uh, we also have another one, which COVID is, it'll come back to, is a uh, mango jalapeno, mm. so. Wow. Um, and then there's there's some plans for more uh, as we expand. and I think, not so much a winery as we are more like a micro yeah. micro brewery. Like, I mean, yeah. a micro wine, you know, again, not sticking with that, that same pathway. Right. What, we I mean, do small, we do small batches. Yeah. I
0: mean, what I hear from, I mean, just, you guys have this, this creativity that you just try, you know, you're, you're not stuck to, uh, you know, the label of saying you're a winery, you know, you're like, no, if we want to make a, you know, if we want to make something like you said with coffee, and it will make it. If we want to use different fruits, we're gonna try it, right? And I, I think that's really cool what you guys are doing in terms of just uh, you know, just trying trying different things. You you, you make it. You and and it, yeah, from what we tasted, it comes out great. So I mean, like you know, it's just a it's just kind of a cool. Uh, cool dynamic, just seeing you guys just bounce off each other there, telling your story. I'm like, you can tell it's kind of a, you got like a, a really good, uh, yeah, you found your a good partner there, so that that's really cool. Yeah. It's what, fun. What what year did you start all like? So when did this all start?
3: 2017. Brian was deployed early on into 20, you know, 18. 2018, mm-hmm. 2018, and we you know started while he was deployed. I did some of the behind-the-scenes paperwork stuff while I was still working here um, on the Missouri side is where I worked. But uh, so, you know, forming the LLC and yeah, we getting our, our liquor licensing and those kinds of things.
2: LLCs were all formed in 17. 17. I came back in 18.
3: It's a kind of a whirlwind. You know, the first couple of years, we were still working full-time. First year and a half, two years, you know, wow. our full-time jobs, and then launching and running the Leavenworth uh, store. So that was...
2: Yeah, yeah. Just, we didn't it. even have employees. It, in fact, I had to. We had some people in the cellar. <clears throat> we were having a plumbing problem. We had plumbers downstairs at the Cherokee location. And every time the front door opens, there's a a, uh, a chime. We
3: had hooked up like a, a, chime. a chime, so when we were working downstairs, because we we worked downstairs, and then when we heard customers, we would have serve, to run up do the service. To
2: <laughs> and so they were like, "What is that for?" You know. Just means you know we are having to double dip you know working downstairs and then run up and help a customer. So it was. Uh... But
3: the building in downtown Leavenworth is an old building as well. So we we call the cellar our Prohibition wine cellar, <laughs> and so that siren that goes off sounds like the police are coming. So it's kind of funny was, when you're downstairs. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so, um, and it's a beautiful place for people to see and. Um,
2: and we're finding out that we are connected to the all the tunnels uh in the downtown Lovemore. So, you know, we cannot confirm nor deny if that <laughs> cellar was ever used in the uh uh production of wine or liquor uh you know, during, during prohibition. prohibition. Yeah. But uh there is a history there and uh if you ever get to come by the Cherokee location, oh now now we only allow people that down there when we have private parties or things like yeah, Gene yes. or I are there. But because mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, so is is that where you
0: started? Like, did you start making in that
2: location there? Well, or you- well we first started making it in the well, in we our cellar. Home, we were
3: home winemakers first okay. <laughs> yeah. until we got our LLC and right. all of our things. And then when we when we purchased the the 620 Cherokee building in downtown Leavenworth, yeah, our production is all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and that was.
3: And it's an old building, not set up to be a winery. So yeah. literally, it, it, literally a labor of love. <laughs> um, so
2: you'll see pictures of our cellar and all that glass had to be carried up and down the stairs. Uh, we did 4,000 pounds. Uh, crushing
3: one, on the upstairs level. And so and you had to carry, carry it, it down wow. in a five
2: gallon bucket yeah. and then put it into the vats, put it through fermentation. So it, it the extent that we knew something was wrong was, like, two years ago, We're Gina and I are doing this late at night, just the two of us. And, you know, we're out there it's hand, hand
3: cranking.
2: cranking, you know, and <laughs> crushing the stimming, and then we're hauling it down. You know, we'd work to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, the next day, Gina walk, wakes up, and she's like, I think something's wrong. I'm like, well, what's wrong? She says, and on her arm, she's bruised from, from the from the wrist all the way up to the Just shoulder. From carrying stuff. But we didn't know that and all I had heard was women have uh, will have tendency of uh, tingling in their arms. I'm Tell like, we're going to the emergency room yes. because, uh, And but what had happened is she had strained her arm mm. because we had literally mm. taken 4,000 pounds.
3: Up and down. Up well, and down the
2: stairs. Yeah,
3: anyhow. So literally labels of love, but, uh, you know, great memories. And when we look back at at pictures and stuff, we're like (laughs) blown away at where we were and where we've come. And, you know, for us, it's limitless. Like, what are we going to do next? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I I don't know. (laughs) You know? I know. I know. I guess he does.
2: I'm the one that uh, she's like, when do you stop? (laughs) But uh, I mean, but we play off of each other. So. Looking towards the future, um, we have an assistant winemaker. We have uh, some great staff, and we talk occasionally. And they're like, you "Yeah, know, we have
3: staff that started from you know in our downtown Leavenworth shop. A couple of, of our staff that have been with us for quite some time, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they know uh, they're like family. You know, our staff and out here at the vineyard. While our staff is newer, and we're starting to grow out, um, you know, kind of that longevity of our team." I think if you talk to our staff, and, and they are the most wonderful group of people who, I think, know us now well enough that when they tell our story, it's our story, you know, they are a reflection. They're an extension of, of yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And
2: they get it right 99.9 percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's only the little nuances that Gina and I go, "Well, that's close, <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> um, and everybody gets the picture. Yeah. But, yeah, they – they uh, now they expect it. All staff expect it. But I can still see them roll their eyes like, are we doing something different? Yeah. What let are we me, doing today? Let me tell you about uh, <laughs> uh, this hard – you know, this cider wine we're making, this uh, cider beer. Like, what? More? <laughs> well, I've got this idea for another coffee wine. Or I've got this idea for more slushies. And I or... think it
3: keeps it exciting for them, too. Oh, you yeah. Know. You know, in the – the other part to it are, you know, the sustainable products that we, you know, repurposing and reusing our byproducts from our <clears throat> farm local wines. Um, you know, we are, we're, we te- we're teaching our, st- they learn how to make jelly when they have free, t- you know, if we, we don't have customers, we are not just sitting around hanging out. They they are making soap. They're learning how to make jelly. They, mm. you know, we put the labels together and get everything, you know, the fabric cut for the jellies and the twisted lips, little chapsticks, they're they are a part of all of it.
2: But I think what people also would want to know is the story behind, I mean, everything has a story. So even though, yeah, I love recycling everything, like literally I would recycle everything.
3: He is, uh, yeah, I,
2: I, I mean, I have a diverse background, but my dad taught me that uh, we used to garbage uh, dive in the dumpster and get stuff and uh, it you know and i guess it's it's part of my fabric but but you know my, some
3: one man's trash is another man's
2: treasure uh,
3: mm-hmm. that that whole
2: right but how did we come up with bellavino which means beautiful wine in italian is back when we were i was experimenting and working through coffee wine i had just finished a fermentation of coffee wine and i had a a ton of coffee grounds that uh, had already gone through the process so they're they're full of you know alcohol they've been through fermentation and uh, my daughter was like hey dad um, can you uh, order this stuff off of amazon or ebay she like,
3: wanted to, she had been watching some YouTube videos if you see the connection between he and his daughter <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot that way um, but so she had been watching videos and one and, you know while we were doing this wine process, she was researching, hey, here's the things I'm gonna need to buy because we. she wanted to make body scrub.
2: So, in, our, in my thought process, I'm like, well, can't we just use the coffee grounds as an exfoliant and we'll mix that with some salt and olive oil and let me try it out and we'll scrub on it and see how it works. So, so
3: that sparked the idea and it wasn't until like, Two years later, when we finally had a hot minute to go, oh, let's let's try, and we you know found found somebody to help us with this product line and get it going, and uh, and then yeah. we
2: have, but well, we've expanded. We started with soaps and scrubs.
3: So we say, if you can drink it,
2: you can, you can wear it, you can heat it, like it. There's yeah. nothing
3: in the soaps or the jelly, anything that oh, wouldn't even some normally... syrups. Oh yeah, we like, started pancake and yeah, waffle so, syrups now. Yeah, so nice. You can so, have.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you've ever had a riesling wine, how about a riesling syrup. syrup for like your pancakes?
3: The pumpkin coffee wine that we make makes a delicious syrup for Ooh. your
2: pancakes and waffles. So, so I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: What do you anyway. is, it, is it the leftover like the like leftover extract? Is or?
2: the sediment or the mother sediment. of or you know what I won't pump off? There's probably about an inch to two inch that I just don't pump off the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then I can take that out and use that into other processes, mm-hmm. depending on the level of uh, vitication in it.
1: And normally it would just be like discarded, but you're able to kind of repurpose it?
2: From what I know, most small wineries like us, they would just uh, push it you know, down the, the sink. Mm-hmm. So, or that's just so clean cool. it out and wash it all away. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cause it's just the vibe. By- I mean, it, it's not going to hurt anything. Oh, either. sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You can, you know, repurpose it and offer something different too. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah, It gives well, people when they come into the store, you know, if so we, they can shop around, but they're shopping around and well, there's with our products.
2: Yeah. So yeah, usually there's a fix to something, right? So I fixed my daughter's problem with, um, with uh, now I could save some money. So recently we had another issue that goes along with uh, recycling and repurposing. And also, uh, I'm sure you too can understand, uh, Jake, you know, if uh, you mess something up and it's going to cost a lot of money, you don't really want to tell your wife about it. (laughs) So I would love to tell people that we make wine and we don't screw any wine up, but I have jacked up wine and um it you know it happens
0: yeah Yeah. you try
2: to make a learning learning uh situation out of it except for when you tell your wife that hey babe there's 300 gallons of wine down here and um it doesn't taste right (laughs) and i can't fix it Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god you know how much grapes and how many months did it take to get to this process and now I mean, I can only make so much jelly and, right. and, and jam out of that, right? And so that's like uh, five, you know, five gallons. You know? What am I going to do with the other 300 or not, 295? So uh, this year was our first year to uh, work with and start to do distillation. Hmm. So we have distilled some of our wine um, to fix any problems uh, and now that will become uh, a new wine, a fortified wine of...
3: So those will be coming out soon. Those are things we're still kind of working on, but mm-hmm. that'll be soon. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, That's uh, really cool.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So
3: now we. Now I'm a little happier. So I'm like, if you mess it up, it's okay. We'll just use it for <laughs> this summer. Other- yeah.
1: You have another outlet. That's awesome. <laughs> I give
3: them some grace. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Something else I want to make sure we talk about um, that I think is kind of cool and unique to um, ZNM Twisted Vines is the Homegrown hero Certification. So can you kind of talk a little bit about what that is and what it takes to get that for your wines?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, going through the retirement process uh, with Brian, because you know, I, I didn't grow up military with Brian or go through all of his years of service. And so kind of learning the ropes of retirement and transitioning to civilian life, Um, you know, we were looking for something that kept us connected to military, um, and we ran across...
2: We call him Blueberry Ken. Yeah,
3: he has blueberries and honeybees, and actually his honeybees are out here on our vineyard now for some of them. And uh, his name is Ken, and he came into our winery and was like... Because we were open, and he was like, hey, I have something that I think you guys... Would be interested in, there's this program called Homegrown by Heroes, which is a national, all 50 states actually, more than nationwide program. Um, And so it's for anybody who has, uh, you know, military roots or background and transitions into anything agriculture. Hmm. So Homegrown by Heroes is the concept which becomes the uh, chapters in every state Hmm. as the farmer veteran coalition. And so for me as an educator, I had gone to conferences and conferences. You know, I, I know what those felt like and looked like. And we got invited to go to their year, year, their conference, which was... year,
2: year before COVID kicked off mm-hmm. down in Austin, Texas. And uh, what an amazing...
3: So Homegrown by Heroes wow. across the U.S., like... You're in this room, and the very first speaker, so you know, I'm, I'm in awe, first of all, of all of these men and women who have served their country and now are serving in a new way. Um, and the, the first speaker talks to that, and he says, um, "You know, I'm in a room where 1% of our population serve uh, our country. And he looks around the room, sort of pauses, and he's like, that's all of you. You have served your country. 1% of America does that. He goes, but the next amazing thing about people in this room, Homegrown by Heroes, is that you are now transitioned into agriculture and 1% of America feeds America, Our farmers Hmm. in America. So he goes, now let's think about that. Everyone in this room is the 1% of the 1%. And it still gives me chills because it just blows my mind. I mean, transitioning from something that, you know you're very well ingrained in and mm-hmm. agriculture is a great I mean you could probably talk a little more about this but
2: yeah it, it it's just a great organization to say look I, I serve the country um, and I love working the land and making things grow mm-hmm.
0: um, I, I mean, can't
2: I can't paint a picture I can't play a musical instrument but uh, I think Maybe I'm, I think great we're wine. I think we're pretty <laughs> decent at making some uh, some wine and yeah. um, you know
3: and some of those sustainability practices comes from Brian's you know trainings and having to be sustainable and mm-hmm. you know using what you got when you have it.
2: But mm-hmm. I, I think it also inspired us to tell our story and the originality of every label I look over. We have a variety of, name, uh, Fredonia. Already talked about, no, that was earlier today. I talked about Fredonia.
0: Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a
2: different earlier today, <laughs> we had a meeting with K State and we talked about Fredonia. Yeah. But, um, and the professor was from Ghana. Ghana mm-hmm. But, uh, and he understood Gina's parents are immigrants from Sicily. The root word to Fredonia is freedom. What's the most iconic thing of the United States? Is for foreigners the coming. Statue of Liberty, so we put the Statue of Liberty on our bottle of Fredonia, meaning freedom, and I mean it's an easy story for us. And it was like once we thought of it, like wow, this is super easy. Like why can't we do this to every bottle? You know, wow.
3: and my my parents are so proud to have you know have raised their family in the United States. My dad didn't come until he was almost twenty six. Um, you know, but Edu- the, we're all educated kids who with the
2: perspective, drive
3: and work hard. I guess, but
2: with yeah. the perspective of immigrants that love America, that you know they love when we visited family in Sicily, um, how proud they are of military, um, and then her parents of being Americans. Like you, under- start to understand the American dream. Mm-hmm. Um, that resonates with me for what, uh, you know, what military people give up. So it's, home, it's Homegrown
3: it. by Heroes keeps us connected to, to that aspect of things and gives us somebody, I mean, it's a network. You know, we we were looking for lavender, we're looking for wildflowers or we're, anything. Honey. honey. Yeah. you know, fruits, apricots. Oh, now I want to make peach wine. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, we mm-hmm. can first try to source from other veteran farmers.
2: Well, and then we, we got connected with all of our uh, local farmers, right? Uh, Casey Cattle Company, mm-hmm. uh, then Blueberry Kin, who has a you pick uh, blueberry farm. It's mm-hmm. called Oregon Trail, so it does get a real
1: not just blueberry. Can't kin. just Google Blueberry Kin, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, if, if he hears it, Kin, we love you, but uh, you're Blueberry Kin. So, um, and it's funny because he was like a retired lieutenant colonel, very, you know, but he's now blueberry. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's
3: uh, But you know, out of state we have, you know, connections if we want to talk to somebody in a, in the same industry or a different, different industry, industry, right? you know, homegrown by heroes. And so their insignia is a part of our wine labels because uh, we love to promote them as well. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything where, yeah, if you're, you know, only 1% of, of people are, are, have that same shared experience, right? It makes it, it so much, yeah, when you can find other people that can, you can support each other and, um, yeah, it's really great. Um, you've kind of mentioned something that I wanted to also touch on, which was, was about where you kind of source your, uh, just all, you know, your grapes, which, you know, you, you have a fairly young, young vineyard, but you also all the, um, f- fruits that you make wines from and all, all where you source all that stuff from I just want to touch on that because I think you know um, you guys have mentioned you you really s- try to find local places right like you know try to try to some you it's know
3: funny because every year we are meeting and, and getting in touch a with network. A, of new farmers that are in our area so one Water. year we got all the cantaloupes from a, a local farmer and then when yeah. we called him the next year two for all yeah. the cantaloupes he's like I don't have the cantaloupes, but this farmer has the cantaloupes and call him. And well, they're last, great resources for each other well, as well. Year, we, hey, yeah.
2: I didn't even know this guy produced watermelons and some guy was like, hey, I think this guy from my church, call him. He lives out in Lawrence, out, you know. We, I yeah, show up and he watermelon. had, uh, I almost broke my trailer. I had <laughs> four totes that we loaded with, oh. Um, oh, these- with a forklift, and it bowed my trailer.
3: These are like 50-pound watermelons, like ginormous. <laughs> so.
2: That was a fun, I mean, this is how you make watermelon wine. We
3: had some guests out here, and uh, that group of guys that oh. were here, they helped us carry them and stuff. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs>
2: it, it was funny. But yeah. then you sit down, and you're carving up watermelon and throw it into a big... Uh, you know, I
3: say, uh, you know, I have a doctorate in education, uh, but I can carve up a watermelon better than anybody else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've got stuff sourced like that. Scotty Felman. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I've had from Scott Lawrence, on. From yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten,
2: uh, we've gotten some jalapenos from him. Swin yeah. Farms Sw- and
3: yeah. Jacob Jett. Jet farms, yeah. we've gotten um, Greigers, we've gotten stuff. That we've gotten
2: that, pears from, uh, you know, people's trees that, hey, come over. Um, Peaches
3: the same way, apples, apples the same you way. Know. Mm-hmm. And, and we have, you know, our orchard here on the on the vineyard as well, so that, that still... offers our blackberries. So we're able to, to get what we can from our produce, but then, you know, it, it's a true labor of, I guess, Finding it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's funny because you know every year we're meeting more people to network with, and you know, hey, we don't need their pretty fruit. We don't need the stuff that they want to take to Wednesday and Saturday markets. We Mm -hmm. want the stuff that's dented or bruised that they can't sell, but that still can bring in them some income. And
2: uh, well, then we have a friend of ours who who grows the tomatoes. Brad Knoll. So he's got uh, tomatoes. Tomatoes now this year. So when his are bruised and he can't use them... You know, they
3: know to call us and say, hey, I've got 100 pounds that's going to go to waste. You guys, you know, where are you at with processing different things? So. That's
0: awesome. That's so that's cool. cool. Yeah, once again, yeah. going towards your kind of, you know, sustainability and, you know, yeah, reduce, yeah. you know, making sure you recycle and, and reuse stuff. So that's another way where you're you're preventing stuff from going to a landfill or getting wasted. So that's awesome.
2: I mean, I may be taking away from, like, Pigs or cows, but uh, you know, well, we're able to make some, uh, you know, decent wine. Oh, yeah. yeah. You
3: know, you know, Mother Nature takes a toll on things, just like our grapes from, you know, ours and our growers. You know, sun sometimes is a great thing, but then when the rain comes at the wrong time, it changes your sugar content. Well, the mm-hmm. same happens with watermelons and cantaloupes. If they gets too hot after a rain, they're going to crack, and we need to get them out of the fields.
2: So,
1: yeah. Um, so... Talk to us a little bit about the kind of events that you typically host at the vineyard.
2: Typical. Oh, that's the one thing we are not typical. <laughs> <Maybe it's> typical. <laughs> little twi- um, we call Here's it some twisted. examples. So <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, went to school at the univer- University of New Mexico, so uh, near or in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So for five years, I loved watching the hot air balloons. And, mm-hmm. you know, after we got this property, and i don't remember where it came from but i was like
3: i don't know how we met so this is like sometimes we're like we got to write this stuff down because i don't remember how we, we met lori you
2: know, we keep trying to write a book but it uh, doesn't work <laughs> but uh, uh we'll
3: have a book at some point
2: right so anyway we found lori we found the balloons
3: oh maybe through last, the kite guy
2: yeah and he's Did a he? veteran too yeah um And so uh, he came out, tried the wines and said, hey, let's do this. So last October, we did our first uh, three balloons. Then in May of this year. So
3: we call that Twisted Flying. They're also pilots. Brian's a pilot. So there's, you know, another connection. So we
2: had five balloons out in May. Come October, uh, maybe some some more beautiful weather like we're having right now Mm -hmm. in October. We'll have five to 10 balloons.
3: We'd like to grow out the event and family friendly. We want, we want people to be able to experience great things locally. Um, something different and unique. And so that's the twist, I guess. We have-
2: Well, we, we got the chance to host the Rock Chalk Review. For,
3: so yeah, for KU, we are, which we are tied fun.
2: with KU. Um, and that was uh, 3,000 uh, <laughs> college students out here. It was interesting. Well, <laughs> um, Yes, uh, it, it's been a hot. But, you minute. know it was
3: uh, we want to be the resource. Hey, we usually do this and we can't you guys have this amazing space. Can you help us out? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we love to network that way. And, we did
2: donate the property to them, so yeah. it was at no cost to them.
3: Yeah, so we just like to have good family kinds of things, community mm-hmm. events we hosted. Every uh,
2: Saturday we have live music out here. We generally have a food truck coming out. We've got uh, we've got the sailboat that's going to be going out into the lake that we want to like Picnic's have out on
3: the sailboat for yeah, like have date nights. Yeah, and... evening date
2: night. Um, awesome. We've done stargazing uh, on the back fire, of our property. fire
3: pits in the evening right. with s'mores for families. We've so. got
2: uh, we just recently got a uh, a large TV. Um, oh yeah. Blow up TV that we want. So we'll
3: want. do some movies Movie on nights. the vineyard coming oh, up this fun and earlier in the fall. We'll get those started
2: and you know just fun stuff that that Gina and I like to. Well, we romanticize that we would like to go to this, <laughs> but we generally work it so. But we make it for everybody else Aww. based on what we would like. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. That all sounds awesome.
3: We're up for you know the weddings and the family reunions and all of the things that get people together. Uh, oh, we wait, do we, lots of military groups that come yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Nonprofits we've hosted yeah. out here to have their gatherings.
2: Cornhole tournaments. Oh yeah,
3: volleyball. Volleyball is yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chiefs game under the pavilion. Oh I mean, yeah, TVs outside. I mean there there's. Yeah,
3: it's
1: endless. Pretty much anything fun, you guys are down for it.
2: Ask yeah.
3: us and we often yeah. will say yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so
3: cool. Yeah.
0: I think we also just want to make sure everyone knows where can you buy where can you buy your wines? I mean obviously Obviously
1: that, farmers market.
0: Farmers market in your place.
2: You know, that is we at first it was hard for us. So we like to sleep in occasionally. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the energy, the fun. Yeah,
3: we love the farmers market.
2: The Lawrence Farmers Market, the people, the experience—just not us. But there's other great wineries there. Um,
3: I mean, it's the place that everybody gets to highlight their self. You know, their yeah. our farms, and so for us, uh, it's great networking to meet all the other farmers and wineries, and everybody's selling their the best of their best. You know, and you're just mm-hmm. like
2: what a block off of Mass Street. I, the other day, I saw people leaving the farmer's market and walking on mass street with their flowers. And I knew they had seen us because I could see (laughs) the bottle of wine (laughs) of our bag. I was like, yes, our wine is walking down mass street. You
3: know, even, you know, they can taste with their eyes, you know, because at the farmer's market, we can't taste the wines. And so they, they get our, our concept and our energy. But for us, it's the, the next step is, hey, come see us out at our vineyard and come do a tasting. So even if it's It's not that sale right there. It's about the network of, you know, bringing bringing the community back over to us. Mm -hmm. I
2: love being able to say, I am nine minutes from City Hall on Mass Street, so there's no reason why you can't just drive on over and try some wine. So, Um, yeah, we sell at
3: the Farmer's Market and then downtown Leavenworth uh, and then out here at the Vineyard, of course. But then
2: we've had some really great connections with the owner of you know we like going to the Texas Roadhouse. Never thought that the owner would come in and go, I love your hellfire. Can we have it at Texas Roadhouse? Mm. Oh, wow. So, yes, you can find about six of our wines there. Yeah, uh, so. they're on the rocks, there are a few liquor stores,
3: yeah, Brothers in Tonganoxie and 10th, mm-hmm. 10th Avenue in Leavenworth, and then Bohannon. So, we have. Know, a couple local liquor stores that carry us uh for now and there's
2: some other restaurants that we're working with that
3: yeah i think you'll see us in some kind of cool places coming up soon well we've
2: also done some pop-ups with genesis and i think and- that's
3: maybe a unique thing we we like to go out and about it's not necessarily waiting for them to come to us mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, Genesis Gyms, we've had a good partnership with them. When they have events, we will But
2: Orange, Theory. Orange
3: Theory in Lawrence. Mm, uh, nice. We've done a bunch of the lofts and apartments out in the Lawrence area. That was
2: before COVID, obviously. The
3: Jayhawk I, experience, we've talked to them to right. do some wines. So,
2: That's awesome. And then we'll start to look to migrate uh, a little west. Uh, you can look for us potentially being out in the uh, Fort Riley area. Uh, nice. If you don't know where that is, I just know yeah. the Fort Riley area. <laughs> Manhattan. So yes, I know Manhattan. <laughs> and then uh, there's also a, a air force base down there in Wichita that we might migrate down to. So. Hmm. I mean, those will be the areas that we will, oh wait, that's pretty much the whole state. We, so. ship, <laughs>
3: off of, we ship off of our website, so you can.
2: 36 different states, states yep. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to cover the bases. Yeah.
3: Oh my gosh, I'll say, yeah.
2: Oh, uh, future plans. Let's talk about that, because as you drive on I-70, you will see our billboard above McDonald's. It was strategically placed above uh, McDonald's <laughs> well done. we'd like to be above McDonald's. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we are days, maybe hours from breaking ground on our 16,000 square foot processing facility and wine bar. Um, and and- it, it will be a little bit large. Wow. But, uh, on,
0: your, uh, on your vineyard space up there?
2: That is yeah. correct. It will back up to uh, the, the lake. lake. It will have some glass garage doors so you can get some of the ambiance like this evening. Mm-hmm. And when that is open... So that will we- allow
3: us have some indoor year-round for enough people.
2: Open, right. So. And we will be open 365 days a year. Wow. You know, weather be damned, everybody, yep. we're and always there's open. There's plenty
3: of space. Kind of
2: thing, so, so that's... Uh, that and along with that is we've already put a, a percentage down on another seven to eight thousand vines that will plant out sixty acres. Yeah, we're gonna have a- We're not
3: going anywhere. We're gonna
2: have a <laughs> few grapes light I like up. to
3: say, uh Brian I always say Brian is from you know, people are like, Oh, where are you guys from? And I'm like, Well, Brian is from everywhere but nowhere so <laughs> since you know like high school he hasn't really lived anywhere longer than two or three you know and during those two or three years he you know you're not there for the whole four seasons always and yeah. so um you know this is it's a we're uh, rooted down here literally with yeah. the great oh, yeah. we're not going anywhere yes. so.
2: it, i mean it's probably a whole different other conversation but it's been a transition to see the four seasons living in one place and maybe it is somewhat therapeutic. I'm able to do everything on here, work the ground, grow the grapes. This is mine, and you can never take it away. Or in the army, uh, permanent change of station. You're going to time to p- move. Time to move. I'm like, <laughs> nope, I'm not moving I mean, anymore. Not, yeah.
1: unless you want to. Yeah, unless like <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool.
0: So yeah, just really one uh, one other question we've been asking just since COVID and all that has been um what uh what's been your go-to and Lawrence, what's your go-to uh, COVID takeout order? What what's your what, favorite patio dining? Fa- favorite patio dining. What's where's your go-to spots?
2: Oh. Well, I mean other Yeah, than. the place that I'm trying to work to get our our wines into is uh here's a big shout out I eat their lunch every Wednesday every is Tuesday every Tuesday, <laughs> six mile chop house. Mm. All right. So uh, we like going there. Um, yeah. It's just kind of what we like. Yeah. yeah,
3: you know, a little bit of everything and. Uh, yep.
0: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good spot. Yeah, they got a little something for everyone and that, that space is really nice. They've really, they've really. Yeah, explore.
3: we like, you know, we, you, can, you can do the fine <laughs> dining part sort of, or you can just be chill and. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I won't it. say that it uh, may have some influence on our bar will look (laughs) but but maybe (laughs) well
0: thanks thanks the two of you for taking the time to talk to us you guys uh, you got a lot going on and it's just awesome it's been awesome to kind of hear everything and and kind of learn more because yeah I'd say uh, the the place where we've seen you the most is the farmer's market and, and just you know you know, obviously you're one one stall in the farmer's market, but then now once you once you dig in, you kind of see, oh, man, there's so much going on behind the scenes there.
1: Yeah, beyond what you just see at the farmer's market. So we're yeah. so glad we got to talk to you and learn a little bit more about your story and what you're doing out there. Yeah.
3: Did you guys have uh, different favorite wines or did you?
2: Yeah, what is your, you asked us a little, oh. What what wine did you like? Or were you surprised you liked?
1: I was surprised that I actually really liked the watermelon wine. Yeah. Usually I tend to like kind of more like dry white wines. So the watermelon wine, it's like a, like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Like it was just so like fun and sweet and summery. I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. And kind of same. Like I, I've always, you know, like I said, usually not, I don't know, usually, usually not as much a, a fruit, fruit wine person just, I don't know, sometimes it's too sweet, but, um, that was the same, the peach one for me. Mm um was really really good
2: it's it's a house divided here too because i i say the watermelon wine it's watermelon crack wine yeah it's so good it open you're gonna drink it yeah and so gina's all like oh no the peach and i
3: like the peach best of the fruit (laughs) wine yeah so we, always, there, we have a little competition of who can sell the most peach.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Although
3: blackberry with the country mm, lemonade is uh, well, my second ooh, favorite. That on that the like we a make combo. all sorts
2: of drinks with the wines. Right. That's a whole twisted come, concoction. <laughs> come fall time, uh, I, we can easily transition to some reds, and then winter time we got to come back. Just go ahead and put it on your calendar for October. Twisted mold wine—it's Italian mold wine that we make. That I will cinnamon, tell you, it's
3: three of our wines that we, we put together, and then you know the orange and cloves and cinnamon sticks. Mm.
2: I, I just oh, I started so thinking good. of all the yeah. all the different stuff, and people ask us if we would bottle that.
3: Yeah, well, hopefully if we can get to, that, we may. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to come get it from us here. In- nah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I did I did want to also call out the, that coffee, the coffee wine. Yeah. Is, 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 that's really, that was really cool. I, I don't, I can't say I ha- I've had that before. I don't so. think so. We've uh, had
1: wine, like we've had coffee that was, I don't know, Asia process and wine barrels. That was not so good. Yeah. But coffee wine, <laughs> that that's, where it's, that's yeah. where it's at. That's where it's at. Yeah. I like it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The next time you come try, it. I think we'll probably keep it on tap. And- mm-hmm. To push it with CO two yeah.
3: is it gave it a kind of a cool
2: uh, yeah little uh, bit of a
3: fizz, fizz to, it. Fizz to yeah. it yeah yeah
0: well, it gets that aroma right probably the gas escaping oh, yeah. gives it yeah it gets it hits your nose a little bit so it's kind of cool yeah so well cool no I just yeah you know thanks again for taking the time and I think I just want to point people to um, your website's got a lot of information on it so mm-hmm. I, I think people can check that out you have all your events you put online um your facebook page right you guys are on facebook instagram
3: and- facebook, instagram
0: yeah mm-hmm. so snapchat, snapchat. Like, <laughs> snapchat. youtube we, YouTube. We have a
3: youtube channel yeah igtv yeah. we've got we've got a lot going on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really you can find information somehow i'm sure oh yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well that's great and then yeah like you said you, you guys are regulars at the farmer's market and you're right up there uh, just north of town so Encourage
2: and people. You can to head into
3: Texas Roadhouse and ask for twisted wines, and we're there too. So
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So. I don't lie when I tell you the Hellfire wine pairs well with a steak.
0: I could see. It. I could see that. Yeah, I see yeah. that. Well, thanks again. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Forking, Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Brian Sesigar and Gina Montalbano of ZNM Twisted Vines Winery and Vineyard.
0: If you're able to support the local food scene during this time, we encourage you to do so. I know things are starting to open back up, um, but you know it's still a tough time for a lot of these businesses as they're navigating um, all the new all the new ways of working. So, um, you know, just just go out there. Great, still great takeout, great patios um, delicious food, wherever you want it. And you know, there's a bunch of great options. Um, and produce is about to peak. So definitely get out to your farmer's markets. We got wine out there for your, for the taking. So, um, definitely get out there. Um, you know, you can always donate to the Lawrence hospitality workers relief fund via their GoFundMe and the link in our episode description.
1: And something else you can do to help support your local food scene is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating so other people can find us and learn more about the Lawrence food scene. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: And you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at Lawrence Forking Kansas, Instagram at Lawrence Forking Kansas, and Twitter at Lawrence Forking. You know, feel free to find our pages, like us, follow us, shoot us a comment, shoot us a note. Uh, let us know who you want to want to hear from next. and uh, We just lo- love hearing feedback from our audience.
1: And if you're a restaurant or a food business owner here in town and you're interested in coming on the show, please just go ahead and reach out to us on social media or you can send us an email at lawrenceforkingkansas at gmail.com and let us know. We are always looking for new people to talk to and would love to have you on the show.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: We'll catch you next time.